Bienvenidos a todos los pescadores que hay. Les invitamos a escuchar nuestro programa de pescar en Rod and Real Radio, en Canal 540 Radio Sion, con sus huéspedes John Hopalong Cassidy, Stan Vanderberg y Wendy Toshihara. Now it's time for Rod and Reel Radio with your hosts, Hopalong John Cassidy, fresh and saltwater expert angler Stan Vanderberg, and all-around outdoors fishing and hunting enthusiast Wendy Toshihara. If you love the outdoors, enjoy salt or freshwater fishing, this is the show for you. Rod and Reel Radio brought to you by El Cajon Ford at Broadway and Main or online at ElCajonFord.com. Whether it's time for a new or used car or truck or you need to take advantage of San Diego's best, Quick Lane for service with genuine Ford parts, brand name tires at competitive prices. Remember, nobody beats Elko and Ford. We have some fantastic guests and reports lined up for you this evening, so sit back, relax, and get ready for the fastest two hours in radio. It's all right here, right now, on Rod and Reel Radio, the best stop on your radio dial for all the information you need for fishing opportunities all over the United States. Now here's your host, Hop Along, John Cassidy. Thank you, Mark Larson and Southern California. Welcome to Rod and Reel Radio. I am indeed your underfished host. Hop along, John Cassidy. Wendy, Stan, and I, it is a pleasure to greet you back to the radio show. For those of you that are listening for the first time, welcome. I hope this becomes a regular habit for you. Hey, we are still at the Fred Hall Show. Wendy and I stands out fishing. So what we're bringing for you tonight is a recorded show. I've got a few really interesting recordings that we did from the Fred Hall Show on Long Beach. And then now, being in San Diego at the Del Mar Show, found a whole new group of people that I think you're going to find to be interesting. So tonight, a recorded show, but we'll be back next Sunday night on AM 540 at 5.05 p.m. with an all-new show. So right now... Sit back and relax and enjoy what we found to be interesting at both the Fred Hall Show in Long Beach and in Del Mar. We'll be back at the end of the interviews. Take it away, Ben. Hey, we're here at the Fred Hall Show in Long Beach still. We're wandering around, uh, seeing some great sites, destinations. We're seeing great products, great services. Ran across a good friend of ours that has a booth over here, Mr. Chad Gerlich from Hook up baits. Chad, how you doing? Oh, we're doing great. We're having a fantastic show. Isn't it great to have a, a show like this where you get to meet the people face-to-face firsthand? <laughs> it's so funny having everyone come up to the booth and know who you are. And you got to, you know, what, what, who are you? What's your name? You know, and it, it, it's uh, great it just having so many people that are so, so supportive. Well, one of the things that's probably fun, too, is, you know, I know every once in a while there's someone that sour on the product but with your product you get so many people that come up with success stories and telling us not only they get a chance to catch fish on your lures but they take their kids out and the kids can catch fish yes the 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 lures are so easy for kids to use that they're they're, if you have a lure for a kid fish this is the lure it is so easy to use for them Uh, and yeah we get kids you know the success stories of kids using them. The only negative thing we get is your baits get tore up a lot, oh. and it's not because they're bad plastic. Is they they get tore up a lot because they get eaten so much. <laughs> I remember one time in the shop we had a we had a couple calls. They wanted to return a lure, and they said that uh, the paint came off on it. 
And so we asked them to bring it in. They brought the lure in. And it was scratched up and beat up. And I go, how many fish did you catch on this? And they go, about a couple of dozen, but there's no more paint on it. Yeah. Paint came off. <laughs> yeah, I get similar stuff just like that. So it's we gave him another one. What the heck? You know? <laughs> That's great. Uh, you know, you make lures from uh, a 32nd ounce going up to ounce and a half and even heavier. Yeah. Here at the show like this in Long Beach, uh, what do the people seem to be interested in, or is it across the board? Well, surprisingly, we did. Uh, we kind of revealed our uh, our big big ones. We've been making them for a while, but we kind of put them out to the public. Our eight inch baits that are coming three and four ounces. Um, I brought thirty of those baits to the show, and they are almost gone in oh, one sure. day now. <laughs> so, and people are just buying those up uh, surprisingly quick. You know, and we don't have them priced too cheap. <laughs> any uh, any color that seems to be uh, really. Uh, like red, red crab is oh, uh, yeah. red crab is almost gone already. <laughs> People love that red crab. As a matter of fact, uh, <laughs> during the show, I gave JoJo a big list. And I says, I know you need baits for the show, but afterwards, you got anything left over? Deliver them to the <laughs> shop, man. I've got nothing but empty pegs. Yeah, yeah, they they are the hot thing out right now. People are just cannot get enough of them. Are you getting anyone asking for colors or anything else like that? I get. I have people asking for mint. They want a mint hookup bait. So. uh I'm gonna build a couple and try them out and see see how I like them, and then uh, we'll see. Maybe there's a mint coming down. The well, line. we know in iron that uh, yeah. mint is yeah, one that's of the, what it is. the old lot of colors and stuff like that. That's but. the thing. A lot of people are fishing the one one and a half ounces, you know, in place of irons nowadays. You know, yeah. they do catch the yellowtail so good. So all these iron fishermen are wanting the mint. <laughs> so, oh man! <laughs> you know, we're gonna we're gonna build a couple and see how they look. Wow, that'll uh, that'll be exciting and. I don't know. Maybe we can come up with a couple, talk about a couple of colors. That's all you need is more colors, yeah, right? I, you I, can't supply <laughs> the ones that you have. Yeah, it, maybe two colors ago, I said, "All right, no more colors." So, <laughs> yeah. Then we built the red crab, and then we built the choby as the the last one. So, uh, but those are my two hottest colors. So, I mean, why stop when you're going to build something that's going to be hot? You know? You, you know, you've been here. You've had a chance to talk to a lot of people more so than you would in an average day, uh-huh. because you know, I think the show opened up to a record crowd yesterday and yeah most of them were around your booth every time i come and go by over there <laughs> it's been crazy was there any story that you heard from anybody that you just kind of scratch your head and go yeah i guess so <laughs> <laughs> um i can't recall any just right off the top of my head right now but um any any place where your baits have been taken that they caught kind of strange fish that you know we don't find out uh, here in our southern california there water. was there was what the heck was that Oh man! Somebody told me something that I was like, "Wow, that's the first time I heard of that." But uh, yeah, I can't recall it right now. Uh, you know, because I've heard of people. We had people come into the shop. Well, I caught some really nice manna shrimp on those. Oh yeah, we've, go, we've, fi- we've been catching manna shrimp yeah, a lot on. Hey, you're fishing them too slow. Speed <laughs> them up a little bit. <laughs> you know, I caught one of those manna shrimp uh, at the Open Bay Bass Tournament. Oh no, and kidding. Jojo, Jojo never seen one. Oh, so I was like, I go, oh, this is a manna shrimp. These things have the strongest punch out of any animal in the in the you know out there. You got to stay and away so, from the business. So actually, you know, hopefully, Freedom Boat don't hear this. You know, so I held it up to the center console. I go, watch, the thing punched the center console and actually chipped the gel coat off the center Ooh, console. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I mean, you, you stay, you be very no, careful. No breaking knuckle, it. no problem. But uh, 
Yeah, I've been getting lots of pictures of Nana Shrimp, and it's surprisingly enough, octopus. A lot of people catch octopus on the hookup base. Now, you and your staff, what dogs you were. As I was trying to get some sleep and get over here, you guys went out fishing. Where would you go fishing this morning? <laughs> yeah, we jumped on the Freedom Boat, Huntington Beach, this morning. Okay. And uh, we just went right out to Iser's Reef, and we got a three hours of fishing in. We caught probably 25 bass, 25 to 30 bass. Uh, a couple of those were nice, grumpy sand bass. And I got a one legal uh, lean cod that was just you know just legal. Uh, we caught a halibut that was just short. So you know, in all, we caught 30, 35 fish. It is it's all pretty good size. Now I, we got to give kudos to your partner Jojo because she was paid a special honor this past week with the San yes. Diego Anglers. Tell us about that. Yeah, she was. Uh, she got female. It's not the female angler of the year because you get that by fishing sure. club tournaments. But she got the most species and biggest fish caught by a female angler in the club. So, you know, it's, uh, you know the topper of all that was her nine-pound calico she caught midsummer. Uh, let me guess. Uh, did she catch any of those on hookup baits? <laughs> you know she caught all of them on hookup baits. <laughs> That's the, I mean, we go fishing. I mean, we haven't touched live bait in two years. Since I, the very first hookup bait was made, we haven't touched the live bait. And basically, I have a backpack, and it has two boxes in it. It has big game hookup baits, and then every other hookup bait. <laughs> That's it. No hooks, no seekers, no irons, no nothing. That's the only thing that goes fishing with us on our boat. Even when we go to Florida or Mexico, we go with a box of hookup baits. That well, is it. I hope you uh, leave enough hookup baits after the uh, uh, Fred Hall show here in Long Beach that we might be able to bring some down to uh, Del Mar and show people what they're all about. Yeah, yeah, we definitely can work something out with that. All right. Yeah, yeah we're not going to do the Del Mar one. we got to rebuild because we're doing Day of the Docks. So. All right. Day of the Docks is also a big. In fact, I just talked to Catherine. Uh, uh, Wendy Tushahara and myself will be the MCs again this year. Uh-huh. So. You'll have to listen to us screaming for you for at eight hours from the main stage. <laughs> Go over and see Chad over there and hook up baits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a great show for us last year, and uh, yeah, we plan on seeing a good turnout there this year. All right, Chad. People want to get a hold of you, see more about the baits, order online if they can't get to. One of the stores, or they can't get to the shows. How's the best, best way to go about doing it? Uh, hookupbaits.com. we got a really nice website built there. It has a wealth of information all about hookup baits, what type of setups to use, where to use, what colors for what fish, all that kind of stuff. There's instructional videos on there. Um, and and then, of course, our whole online uh, store is there. So, right. yeah, hookupbaits.com. Hey, we want to thank you and JoJo for working with us there at Angler's Arsenal and, yeah. and the other dealers throughout uh, San Diego to to get more of these lures into the uh, hands of the fishermen. Because, after all, what it's all about, people who go out, fish, catch fish, and have a good time doing it. Yeah. And it's great that Hookup Baits are, is a part of that. Oh, yeah. We love, you know, we love helping people catch fish. That's what we're all about. And, uh, you know, and if you have a tackle store that's by you and they don't have the hookup baits, go in there and ask for the hookup baits. And then, you know, tell them to get a hold of us. That's how basically all the stores get them. All right. Hey, thanks a lot for being with us. You have a great rest of the show. We look forward to seeing you down in Del Mar. And better yet, it'd be great to see you on the water. Oh, yeah, for sure. All right, Chad Gerlach from Hookup Baits. Thanks a lot for being with us, Chad. Hey, Wendy and I have been cruising the Fred Hall Show here in Long Beach. and, And, Wendy... It's great to see all the new products and all the old products that have been improved that are on the market here. Well, you know, this is the greatest show on earth. I love this show. It's where everybody comes out, all the manufacturers, for a consumer show. We all come out and get to show our wares. And, you know, we have uh, 
I guess a new guy on the block here, sort of, and it's Mike Kirkus from Bomber Eyewear, and he has a really neat, different style of fishing glasses or outdoor glasses. Well, Mike, welcome to Ron Real Radio. Tell us a little bit about Bomber Eyewear. Well, thanks for having me. And uh, Bomber Eyewear is a little bit different than most glasses because everything we have floats. Everybody's been around the water. Everybody's reached over to grab a fish, and your glasses fall in, and then they're gone, and you're done for the rest of the day. Our glasses will just stay right on top of the water, and you'll retrieve them, put them back on your face, and you're good to go. Give us a little history about Bomber Eyewear, where it came from, who it evolved from, things like that. Uh, Me and my partner, Tommy, we were both jet ski racers 20 years ago, actually sponsored by another eyewear company, and we continued to lose glasses while falling and practicing and goofing around. And he showed up one day with some foam inside his and goes, mine won't sink anymore, they're going to float. I'm like, hmm, nerd, well, 20 years later, you know, this is what we're doing. Well, Wendy, you know, looking at these glasses, I'm kind of impressed with them. Uh, you know, Mike said nerd, or you're thinking about, you know, you look like a, the, the windshield of a 53 Buick, but you look at these glasses, they are really stylish. They're very stylish, and they're for the young and the old. I mean, for me especially, you know, I'm getting up there in age, and I, you know, have a little trouble reading, and he even has glasses for me that have bifocals. Oh, wow. That sounds good. Mike, uh, tell us about some of the styles of the glasses, how they come. Uh, So we have probably at the show today maybe 30 different styles and about 10 different colors apiece. Uh, So we have wraparounds, flat flat frames, really kind of cater to anything you're into. If you like the old Wayfarer style, you like the wraparounds, we have the new Ahi Bombs that are really big, full coverage. We call them the ultimate fishing glasses because they wrap completely around with big, wide sides. And... uh, once again, everything does float, and everything's polarized. So, you know, for fishing, it's just well, about that, what you need. That's a big question. Tell us about the lenses, because, uh, you know, all the frames can be all the same and everything like that, but there are so many different types of lenses out there, and that's what separates the inexpensive glasses from the good eyewear. That, that is true. One thing that s- separates our lenses from everybody else's, we're a l- poured lens instead of a layered lens, so it makes it as close to glass as possible. Uh, you know, we're a safety glasses company also, so our glasses are really durable, they're scratch resistant, and we're actually even coming out with something that's ballistic glasses that are shotgun proof, and they'll stop that. Those are going to be in the future, but what our, our lenses are just kind of a poured lens, so it's really close to glass, it's not the old layered lenses that most poly is, and they're double decentered, which makes them optically correct no matter what part of the lens you're looking through. Well, Wendy, when we're introducing you in Rod and Real Radio, we say not only are you the national sales manager for Iserline, but you represent many other fine products in the fishing industry, and you've taken on Bomber Eyewear. I have, and I'm really excited, and I didn't even know you rode jet skis. I used to ride jet skis. I almost started racing, ride oh. plate and all, port and polish and oh, everything, yeah, so yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, that's this, pretty cool. This gal's amazing. <laughs> I don't think there's anything she hasn't done. All you have to do is mention, oh yeah, I've been there. I've been there. Yeah. <laughs> I've done that. <laughs> but yeah, you know, I'm excited to, to uh, be with Bomber Eyewear. It's uh, going to be a great ride, and uh, we're going to see great things and do great things with Bomber. All right. And now, what you're trying to do, obviously, is you're trying to get into the dealers and everything like that. And uh, tell us a little bit about that program. So, you know, we're we're in a lot of dealers, and we do really well in the paddleboard industry. But breaking into the fishing industry has been a little bit tougher. We really do well at the shows and then when I'm doing stuff and on the boats and everything. But we needed Wendy. She was just the perfect fit to... You know, obviously, she knows all the store managers, all the store buyers. Wendy knows everybody. everybody. Exactly. I mean. 
So for us, it was just a, you know, we started talking about it last year, and it just, what was about a couple weeks ago now, Wendy? Yeah. I just called her up and I said, this is the deal. We, we, we have to have you, and she was all, all aboard right away, so the negotiations took about... 20 seconds. She had an email address and stuff made instantly. It was well, pretty much that easy. I, I'm really interested in the frames, too, because of the fact you say that they all float. And that's a big thing because we're losing glasses all the time. I mean, even the glasses I have on right now, I have to tie them on to me so I don't wind up losing them, you know, especially when in the water. So this is a great advantage. Yeah. Uh, so what it is is we have we apply foam. It's pressed foam on the side of the arms. But not only does it make it float, it makes it super comfortable. A lot of people have glasses. By the end of the day, they start to wear on your ears. They're pushing. With the poly frame, they'll stretch out a little bit if your head's a little bit bigger. But they're just super light, and they're just comfortable. The foam is, you know, indestructible also. So you can go, you know, wear your glasses for years and years and years, and you'll be good to go. And, you know, I I just think the foam makes them super comfortable also. And the the selection of glasses, pardon me, Wendy, you're very petite. Okay, I'm Mr. Potato Head, and uh, what I'd like to know: Do you have glasses that fit Wendy, and that can also fit me? We do, and the glasses for Wendy we've been making for several years, and now for the Mr. Potato Heads in the, of the world, <laughs> we have the new Ahi bombs that we brought out, and it was straight for fishing guys with big heads fishing that had problems with other glasses. We just decided we need them. I sat down and drew them on a napkin. Really? And sure enough, we went to the designer. They came back, and first sample, I said, no, bigger. And my partner was like, bigger? Are you kidding me? And we went bigger, and now they're, they're probably one of our top sellers so far oh, at the show. Oh, that's great. Well, and you know, not only that, the glasses are affordable. Very, very affordable. You know, if I'm like you. They may fly off. I may lose them somewhere, and I can go ahead and go out and buy another pair. That's how affordable well, they are. Well, the thing I like is I like different eyewear for different uh, occasions i like eyewear when i'm shooting i like eyewear when i'm driving if it's misty foggy conditions if it's bluebird skies and and i don't want to go out and pay uh, you know 200 250 for a pair of glasses for each occasion so i wind up settling for a pair of glasses that i think fits all situations and wind up i'm not really happy with any of it yeah well you're not alone in that so one thing we did do is we have our safety glasses a lot of them are for shooting you know, a lot of the yellow lens stuff is, brightens up the targets and for di- nighttime driving also. And then we, what we did is we made a whole assortment of a little bit of everything for everybody. We really wanted to capture the young kids to the, you know, the gentlemen that are still fishing in their 60s, 70 years old are still coming to buy our glasses. They still enjoy them. Uh, whether you're shooting, fishing, riding your motorcycle, or jet skiing, which we like, you know, where we started from, we really kind of cover that whole gamut for everybody. Well, Mike, it's hard for us to explain all the glasses that you have in the short amount of time we have on the radio, but if people want to go view your glasses, the selection that you have, before they get a hold of Wendy, how's the best way to do it? Uh, BomberEyewear.com. Everything's on there. You just If you want safety, you click on safety. You want polarized, women's, men's, children's. Simple. Just click on anything you want. It'll show you everything in that category. And Wendy, for dealers, how's the best way to get a hold of you if people want to look into Bomber Eyewear for their stores? You know, they can still contact BomberEyewear.com and and, uh, Mike will get a hold of me. All right. Well, Mike, I I look forward to trying those glasses on that you have for Mr. Potato Head over there. Those are called what? The Ahi Bombs. Aha. Those are going to be great. And uh, I I look forward to to, to wearing a pair and trying them on out. 
And Wendy, thanks a lot for introducing us to Mike at Bomber Eyewear. Well, you know, you've been looking at him all week. <laughs> I thought maybe I'd uh, introduce you to. Well, you know, I'm, gl- I'm glad. You know, the way the show has gone, he has been extremely busy over there. It's, t- it's, it's tough to try to get a hold of him because he's got people around him all the time. So, Mike, I appreciate you being able to tear yourself away from the booth and come over and say hello to us on Rod Real Radio. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. All right. Hey, there's still more to come. Stay tuned. We'll be back after these messages. You can count on El Cajon Ford, as so many Southern Californians have for years. El Cajon Ford has the cars and trucks you can count on, like the all-new Fusion and Escape, Edge, Explorers, and more. And now, Fiestas with 38 MPG and Focus with 40 miles per gallon highway, plus C-Max Energy with up to 42 highway EPA estimates. El Cajon Ford has them now. Shop online at ElCajonFord.com. Choose from hundreds of your favorite F-Series trucks, too. El Cajon Ford knows trucks, no matter what you're hauling or towing, for a great weekend of fishing or for some fun in the desert. Now get special savings on every F-Series truck in stock, 150s, 250s, 350s, at El Cajon Ford. We have commercial trucks, too, including the all-new Transit Connect, finally a commercial van with great mileage, helping your business get moving again. El Cajon Ford, worth the short drive from anywhere in Southern California, Broadway and East Main at El Cajon, or online anytime, anywhere at ElCajonFord.com. Gamakatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel, specially heat-treated to make them light and extra strong but not brittle. The Gamakatsu sharpening process is the most modern in the world and results in a perfectly conical point that is unequaled in sharpness. Gamakatsu offers a huge variety of hooks for all types of fishing, drop shot, extra wide gap, worm hooks, finesse wide gap, and a lot more. Gamakatsu has a hook for whatever style of fishing you want to do. Don't waste your time on a cheap hook. Ask for Gamakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now. H&M Landing is the most diversified sport fishing company on the West Coast. Serving the angling community since 1935, H&M Landing's name recognition and reputation for customer service is the best in the business. The H&M fleet provides the widest range of trip options and boasts the coast's largest open party fleet. For ocean fishing any time of the year, H&M Landing should be your choice for nearshore and offshore fishing. H&M is San Diego's most experienced sport fishing company, offering the best in half-day, three-quarter day, full, and multi-day trips, and a complete schedule of long-range adventures. Call today, HM Landing, 619-222-1144, or visit their website at www.hmlanding.com for updated schedules and secure online booking. H&M Landing, the experienced angler's first choice in local and multi-day fishing since 1935. That's H&M Landing at 619-222-1144 or hmlanding.com. 2015 and 16, Quantum Fishing's gone and done it again for you with the brand new redesigned Smoke PT Reel Series. Everything from your spinning reels all the way to your bait casters, the PTA design has a new PTXA frame, lighter, stronger, bone crushing drag, Quantum Fishing. We are performance tuned. Check them out at Angler's Arsenal in La Mesa or anglersarsenal.com or give us a call at 619 466 8355. Hey, welcome back to Rod Real Radio. We're still touring the Fred Hall Show in Long Beach, and as we said, there's destination spots, there's manufacturers, there's a lot of sales, but there's also a lot of service here. And this guy has probably been on this corner of uh, the 800 aisle for I don't know how long. It's uh, 
uh, cow sheets from cows, two-speed custom reels. Yes, conversions. And conversions and everything else in the Sun Bend. Cal, how you doing? I'm doing fine. Talk, they've been here 30 years now at this basic location. All right. And Ben, welcome to the show. Man, are you taking over in your dad's footsteps here? Oh, yeah. We're, we're just kind of working on reels and, and do, you know, working on it together. Yeah. Eric, uh, uh, and Cal, I'll start off with you. Uh, you know, reels have really improved, I'd say, drastically in the past 10 years. The manufacturers are doing a lot of things now that you used to do. So where is the room between where the reels are now and what you're currently doing? Well, the reels are made very well. All the reels that we work on are quality reels and it made very well. But no manufacturer can make a reel to fit an individual person because one person may fish that reel with 10 pounds of drag, another person may fish it with 20, another person may fish it with 30 pounds of drag. And so what we do is we go through and actually custom fit the reel for what they want to do with it. We have customers who will actually take very large reels and fish very light line on them for world's records, so we'll tune it to that. We also have a lot of customers, especially your long range, will take a reel that's actually made to fish 80 pound and want to fish 130 or even 200 on it, and we'll build it to fit their physical capabilities. Uh, Eric, uh what reels do you guys really specialize in, or do you take on all brands? So the ones that we work on are, are basically the lever drag wheels, reels. We work on the the Okuma Makiras, the Shimano Tiagras, the the Avet. They're they're thirties and fifty size reels, and and the the accurate ATD reels, and then of course most of the pan reels, the the lever drag, the international ones. Okay, if you know when taking apart a reel. If there's one commonality that you see in something that needs to be repaired or upgraded, what what is it? You know, it's it, it, it's kind of a hard question to ask because it's all over the place. Uh, it's a good question, but it's just really hard to answer is what I should say. Um, some guys... Uh, today's anglers are so much more in tune to what they wanted. Guys want them to spin better. Guys say, hey, I can't turn the handle. I want a lower gear and stuff like that. So they'll, they'll have us modify them in, in blueprint where we go through the drags and, and set them up for what they want to fish. But then we'll also do little modifications. Guys want different handles, different, you know, everything. Loves, everybody loves to customize it. You know, uh, Cal, Eric mentioned the term blueprinting. What is blueprinting? Blueprinting is a custom building of the reel to match your requirements so it's a term that used to be in racing cars and stuff where they optimized an engine we try to optimize the reel to the customer's specifications well you know here at the the Fred Hall show you get to speak with them one-on-one and they bring in I've noticed you know for the whole time I've been next to you here you're constantly turning. They're they're talking to you about the characteristics of the reel, what they like to see. But a lot of times you don't get that face to face. You get someone mail you a basket case, and do you you email them back? Do you talk to them we, over the phone, or how do you take care of that? Every customer that we do reels for, we have an information sheet on how the reel is to be built. That we have like on online. It's our order form. And if a person just, if a reel just comes in, we either email them or phone them or whatever we need to do to contact them and then get that information from them. Or 
if we have to, we can kind of guide them down for the type of fishing they're doing. Because we do uh, we do reels for all over the country, and actually we have shipped all over the world. Eric, uh, do you have people that just come in and says, you know, our I really like this reel. Can you just clean it up, upgrade it, and, and make sure everything's up to date on it? Or do people come to you with more specific problems? Uh, both. Both. Definitely both. Uh, but a lot of times what, what what my dad and I have the customer do is go ahead and fish your reel. Know what your reel does before you actually go down the road and say, i got to modify it and do this and that to it. Know what you like about your reel. Then you could also notice the improvement when it's all done. All right. And... Eric, to the best of your knowledge, what's one of the oldest reels you think you guys have worked on that you look at it and you go, holy Christopher, I, I haven't seen one of those in a long time. Well, there are some old pens and stuff that we have. We have an International 80 that we both still use to this day. We take it back to Prince Edward Island with us and we go fish giant bluefin wow. and we've gotten them, you know, 800, 900 pounds and stuff like that. But it's it, it was built in 68. Oh, wow. You know, Cal... I see you have a lot of interesting props and reels and everything over here on your uh, demonstration board, but you have here enclosed in a box a reel that looks like uh, it held the Titanic down. Tell us a little bit about that That, reel. That reel came to us, I'm going to guess, 25 years ago from one of the tackle stores here in southern in actually in orange county and they sent it up as a joke with a tag on it to please repair the reel but don't throw the line away because it's it can be saved and everything else it was just a joke and we asked to keep it because it it it's a showstopper people walk in and look at it well, what happened to that reel even though we only know it got pulled off of the bottom of santa monica bay by somebody it it shows people it gives them something to stop and ask a question about, and then we get the people to talking with us. Were you nosy enough to try to get into it and said, hey, maybe we no, can make this thing no, work? No, 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 because <laughs> it, as soon as you touch any of it, it just falls apart. Oh, man. It is, it, that's why we eat. The first couple of years, we just had it on the counter, and it was just crumbling. So that's why we put it in a case to protect it. Uh, Eric, can you give us an idea of some of the questions that you ask when a customer comes in? Uh, you know, they have a brand new reel. They've used it once, and uh, they go, you know, I don't think this thing is, it just doesn't seem to have the torque that I need on it or whatever question I ask. What's the procedure that you go through to figure out what the customer needs and how you can satisfy that need? Great question. Um, so usually I try to find out, what, uh, you know, if he's in person or it, him or her, it's easier to see their physical stature of how big they are and strong they are and everything else like that. But what we try to find out is where are you fishing? If you're literally doing, if you, uh, like for example, yesterday I had a customer come in with an AVET 30 and he's fishing five to seven day trips. And I said, you know what, fish it as it is. Leave it alone. Enjoy it. If you decide that you wanted to go on a longer trip up to, let's say, seven to ten days or even the, the, the ultra long range trips, uh, if you wanted to go on that, then you might want to modify it. You might want to put a lower gear in it. You might want to have us blueprint it, go through it. But it, enjoy your reel. It's, you, not everybody has to customize everything. All right. Cal, when you say modifying and, and upgrading the reels, are a lot of the parts parts that you actually manufacture yourself or you contract out or do you get them uh, from the manufacturer because they might go into other models and they can adapt themselves to the model the customer brings in or what? Most of the gears that we have in reels are made in our own shop 
right? We make them as needed for the newer models, stuff like that. We also do a lot of different handles. Every person has a different size hand, a particular handle that fits them. There's, say, one make of reel that they like that handle, but they want it on a different make of reel. So we literally will buy the handle from the manufacturer. We will modify it to fit on the other manufacturer's reel. So the guy has a handle that fits the way he likes it. We do quite a bit of that. We also use aftermarket handles, such as the Tiburon and stuff like that. But a lot of the times we have customers who, I like my, my handle off, off of Real A, but I want to put on Real B. I want to have it onto there. So we actually buy the, the knob and modify it to fit. Uh, Eric, uh, how well do you work with the manufacturers? I know a lot of manufacturers that if you take and you don't add their grease or their oil, you automatically void their warranties. Do you, do you guys have a... a uh, communication back and forth on what's happening. Do they call you? Do you call them? Or are you sort of like a pariah out there on the on the uh, perimeter, uh, you know, uh, working on their equipment? You know, our relationships with the manufacturers are it's phenomenal. It's it's so good. Uh, usually, like here's how it started. We would say, hey, we have this customer and he has such and such a reel, and hey, it it has a little problem with this. And usually, what has happened almost all the time, guys uh, at that at that uh, uh, fishing manufacturer will say, you know what, here I'll send you the part, Cal. Here you go, you know, and you can just put it in the reel. And usually, the customer doesn't even know that there was a problem with that part or whatever, and they just send it out to us usually at no cost. Right now, Cal, I also noticed that uh, you have some of your old your own greases over here that you're selling. Yeah. You have other ancillary products in support of reels that you're selling that you you think works pretty well. Oh yes, uh, we our main product, little product that we have is our grease. We developed it with a grease manufacturer. We took the top three or four greases that the reel companies were using, and we tried to combine them into one grease. We now have eleven reel manufacturers. Some. Small, but others very large, using our grease in their reels. Wow. Uh, Eric, just go over the procedure. How do people get in contact with you? Uh, They send you a reel, you get back to them. What exactly happens that people that aren't here at the show, if they want you to look at a problem they have or an issue, how can you best take care of it? How can they get a hold of you? Well, either they can give us a phone call, uh, internet, uh, you know, just uh, Google Cal's Two Speed, or or and we'll be able to find us. We're the Northern San Diego County, and uh, but we get a lot of guys that are LA fishermen, and they'll drive on the way down, going to the landing. You know, hey, I need my reel by such and such a date on the way down. Can I pick it up? Or even now, what's happening? A lot of guys are getting off the trips, and as they're heading up the freeway, you know, they get off and we're out the mission off ramp off the 15, and two minutes, five minutes later, you know, they they are at our shop and just drop the reel off after a trip, and it, it, it's working out pretty good. So you're just not two guys sequestered in a block building somewhere. <laughs> uh, if people give you a call ahead of time, you uh, can accommodate them to stop on by. Uh, exactly. You know, and then it, we can talk to you in person just like you're doing right here at the show. It, it is, yeah. It, it is at Cal's home, uh, but, uh, you know, it, it, I would say this. Normally we're there from 7 to 3.30, Monday through Friday, but... You know, sometimes he takes off and goes to my uh, my son's baseball games and stuff. Or you know, so it's good just to give a call first. Right. Cal, just a quick question: How long have you been doing this? Uh, I've been doing it this 
this is my 30th year here at the show, and I came in that first year when I started. That's the first year I came to the show. I worked out of somebody else's booth a little bit, and then the next year I got my own booth and and worked with some other people in that booth, and then for the last quite So I've been doing it for right at 30 years now. We've seen that, you know, we said before that the quality of the reels has really grown in leaps and bounds. Are you finding... It, has your business kind of leveled off? Has it declined because of this, or is it, it ever increasing? It's actually it's it's leveling off, and to be honest, it's a it's we're still running right now. We're about ten to twelve weeks behind. Oh my gosh! Yeah. So it's if if it got any more, I'd have to hire people. I'm not doing that because <laughs> building a custom anything. If you use have people hired coming in and doing it. It doesn't mean as much to them. To us, if a reel has a problem or has a failure that we built, it's it's it bothers us because that's our reel, not not the manufacturer's reel. It's our reel because we build it, and we you know, and things do go wrong. We there is no way that we walk on water, <laughs> especially with some of the fish that these guys have been after this year. Yeah, you don't know what's going to happen. Well, I was going to say, and we and we both work on every single reel that comes in. It's not like he works on a certain model and I work on another certain model. We both work on every single reel that comes in. Well, Eric, it sounds like if you're going to be going on a long-range trip, maybe uh, coming on up uh, this late spring, early summer, and you need a little love given to those reels or you want something done to it, uh, now's the time to do it or you just might be uh, just left out in the rain. Give me, give me a call. <laughs> All right. And again, how's the best way to get a hold of you? Uh, the phone number is area code 626-357-4441. All right. And just one last word, Cal. Uh, uh, do guys call you up and say, I need this and this done? And then can you kind of give them an estimate? Gener- or is that something we, that you really need to take a look at it we first? We generally can give a guy a fairly close estimate. Now, not always if we don't see the reel, but we can generally give them a fairly close estimate of what it's going to cost. We don't, we're not a company that you can just send a reel in, I want X fixed. When a reel comes in, we either go through the whole reel or nothing. Because if you have us fish, fix X, and Y goes wrong, well, you worked on the on the reel. Right. So we go through the whole reel. Something goes wrong, we know whose fault it is. It's ours. Cal, do you have... One reel that you can think of that's sort of like the the uh, flagship of Cal's two-speed custom reels that you could say, actually, this, this is the epitome of what we can do. Actually, the probably the reel that we, it wasn't one of the first reels we did, but a reel that became kind of a standard bearer for us was the old pin 12Hs and 12Ts yeah. and stuff like that because we made them actually into smaller two-speeds before anybody else did. Yeah, that's right. And, and granted, they're still a little older technology, and they're a little heavier, but we still have an awful lot of customers that say, you know, that reel just keeps right on ticking, and we keep them running for them and stuff like that. You know, we're talking about Cal being here for 30 years, Eric. Uh, is this a tradition that's going to be uh, uh, followed in the Sheets family, do you think? Probably, yeah. I was going to say that yeah, this is... I think I've been here all but one or two years of those 30 years. Is, uh, is it something that each, almost each reel is a new challenge? You see something maybe different or you go, man, that that's kind of interesting. Let's do this or let's do that. Well, I, I, I think for 
you know, out here on the West Coast, everybody wants their reel to have massive amounts of drag. I shouldn't say everybody, but most everybody. I think Cal and I find it most fun when people are fishing line class. We're fishing, let's say, a 12 that he was talking about, and we have several of our customers that'll fish, what, four-pound test test or eight-pound test, stuff like that. And he likes it, and and I like it too. It becomes more of a challenge. It's something different and everything like that. So it's, it's a lot of fun. Uh, Eric, give your give us your website again so people can go see what you're doing, get an idea of how to contact you if they need something done on a reel. It's cals2speed.com. All right, Eric and Cal Sheets, thanks a lot for being with us. Thank and you very much. Cal, I hope we get a chance to see you here for another 30 years. I, I do, too. <laughs> you know, and Eric, I know it'll be longer than that. You know, can you believe the show's been going on for 71 years? Yes. And you've been here for 30 yep. of that? That's yep. pretty sweet. Yep. All right, guys, thanks for being with us. Have a great show. We look forward to talking to you in the future. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Hey, uh, this is Ron Real Radio on AM540 or at ronrealradio.com. Stay tuned. There's still a lot more to come. Are you ready to sell your current boat and upgrade in preparation for the 2017 fishing season? It's sure to be one for the bucks. I'm Zach Zorn and a broker for Kessler Yachts located in San Diego. As one of the largest and most reputable brokerages on the West Coast, I can ensure that your boat will be sold in a timely manner or that your dream boat will be found. If you want to sell your boat or looking to purchase one, call Zach Zorn at Kessler Yachts, 760-815-8866 so that your name can be added to our long list of satisfied buyers and sellers at Zach Zorn, 760-815-8866. Angler's Arsenal is the serious angler's first choice for hand-poured plastics, McCoy line, Spro products, Gamakatsu hooks, G. Loomis fishing rods, Shimano products, Ovid reels, and just about anything you hear advertised on Rod and Reel Radio. Go to anglersarsenal.com and visit our online tackle store. See the huge selection of Western Plastics hand-poured baits, all at anglersarsenal.com. Angler's Arsenal tackle store is conveniently located in La Mesa, just off Interstate 8. Give us a call at 1-800-428-8730. If you're serious about your fishing, choosing the right tackle is one of the most important decisions you'll ever make. Iserline makes premium fishing lines including monofilament, Dacron, Spectra, fluorocarbon, battle-tested harnesses, and top angler-tested Iserline tools and accessories. Iserline premium fishing products are created to provide you with the ultimate in strength, dependability, durability, high abrasion resistance, low stretch, and high quality. All Iserline products are 100% guaranteed against manufacturing defects. You just can't buy better value. Iserline will replace or repair at their option. No questions asked if you're not pleased with any of their product. Catch what you've been missing. Quality guaranteed. Every serious angler knows that a quality hook is an important part of their arsenal. Gamakatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel, specially heat-treated to make them light and extra strong, but not brittle. Gamakatsu ring hooks are made with a one-piece ring, no welds, no weak spots, a very smooth-moving ring. Gamakatsu offers a huge variety of hooks for all types of fishing. Live bait hooks, both light and heavy-duty, to four extra strong. Circle hooks, tuna hooks, ring hooks, tuna doubles, and many more. Don't waste your next fishing trip on a cheap hook. Get Gamakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now. This portion of Rod and Reel Radio is brought to you by the Rockley's Fish Release System. Now you can quickly and easily release fish suffering from barotrauma back to the depths they were caught. Look or ask for the Rockley's at your local fishing tackle dealer. All right, we're changing venues. We are still at the Fred Hall Show, but now we are in beautiful Del Mar. Hey, we're uh, walking around the show. We're going to get some interviews from individuals that are here. First fellow I run into... 
is the 2017 director for the Yellowtail Derby here in San Diego, Mr. John Campbell. John, how you doing, sir? Very good, John. It's always good to see you. Uh, always good seeing you, John. Well, momentum is really building for this year's Yellowtail Derby, and the first thing we want to talk about is how people can enter, and is there still any early entries um, available? Yes, there is. Through the end of March which is coming up fairly close. Yes. Uh, the end of March, uh, there's an there's early bird entry of $70. You can go online and do that at the, at the yellowtailderby.com. Uh, or, you know, uh, I've sent out a lot of things, but that's the best way is go online and, and, and enter there. All right. So there's still an early bird entry, and what they can do is just go to uh, yellowtailderby.com. You've got the entry form over there. Get it on into you and everything. Is that uh, a cash check, credit card? How, uh, John? Well, online, it's credit card. Okay. Now, what happens after that? Uh, how can they enter if they don't enter by the early bird by the end of March? Well, they, they, can, uh, they can catch me at the uh, day at the docks, have a booth there. Uh, That'll be April the 9th? April the 9th, yes. And you'll be there too, John, right? Well, I'll be running up and down. Wendy and I are the MCs. We'll be running back and forth on stage there. So I'll kind of be there. Well, and, and I also want to thank you for being my MC at the Yellowtail Derby for the last uh, seven or eight years, and it's very much appreciated. Well, let's talk about the actual kickoff for the sink. First of all, before the Derby starts, you're going to have a kickoff party where people can come and find out all about the rules of the Yellowtail Derby, all the details, and they'll still be able to enter at that time. Yes. Where, when is that, and where is it going to be? It's going to be April 26th. That's a Wednesday at the Bally High. It's going to be a lot of fun. We'll have speakers there, and we'll go over all the rules and the area where you'll be able to fish. It's a 37-day tournament. So uh, a lot of times, you know, there's it gets too windy or rough to fish, and that's why it's a, a lengthy tournament. Okay, it's a 37-day tournament. The first day of the tournament is actually what day is that? It's the 29th. Okay. So you have the kickoff party before that, and then starts the 29th. It's going to go into full gear. Full gear then, and every weekend there are special prizes. But uh, we'll explain all that at the kickoff party, or you can see, you can read about it online. Now, John, you've called this the International or the Yellowtail Derby, but... It encompasses more than yellowtail. Uh, obviously, the big grand prize goes to the largest yellowtail, but tell me about some of the other categories that you've established over the years that you've been doing this. Yes, thank you, John. Uh, uh, white sea bass, halibut, and l last year, because they came in, uh, tuna. All right. we, we don't say bluefin or yellowfin or albacore or something. We just say tuna. So if someone brings in the largest skipjack, it can still be counted? It still can be counted, but, right. but, but it's not going to be counted as a skipjack. It's going to be counted as, as a, a tuna. tuna. Right. So, but, and if it's a larger, any other larger tuna, it's a bluefin or yellowfin or anything else, that'll take precedent. That'll supersede it. Okay, so the dates to fish in the Derby are actually from April, when to when? April 29th. That's a, that's a weekend. That's Saturday a weekend. And it runs through June 4th. That's a Sunday. So all, all the, the whole time. And you don't have to go out fishing every day. 
This is a this is a deal. The, what we say is you can fish one day, fish any days, and the biggest fish wins. But the the other in it, we have prizes for the other classes of fish too. Yellowtail takes the big prize, but white sea bass, halibut, and tuna also will receive cash and and prizes. The yellowtail will person that catches the biggest yellowtail, we're going to weigh him in. We put him on a, on a fulcrum and then on, on one side and then we put cases of Ballast Point Pale Ale beer on the other side till it, it evens out. And that's the only part. That's very colorful and very fun and the, the anglers really love this. The, uh, 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 and the, you, the only par- part of the tournament you can cheat. You can, you can wear a weight belt. I don't have to wear a weight belt, John. No. <laughs> I'll, I'll come out of the natural, and I'll I'll max that scale out. I know yes, that. Yes, you would. <laughs> hey, John, here's the thing, though. Let's say you've been living under a rock, and the derby days start, and you go, oh, my gosh, I'm not in the derby yet. Can you still enter the derby while it's going on? Yes, you can. We've had people enter it within the last three days and have won. So, yes, you can. It's it's a, it's it's It's... Set up that way so it doesn't block out anybody. Anybody can join, man, woman, children. We have juniors. We have a really good junior deal right now. Uh, normally the juniors are forty dollars, and right now they're they're twenty. We've been trying to encourage a lot of more juniors, and we have. We've already got fourteen juniors signed up. We have seventy-seven entries in right now. Wow, great! And uh, we've got fourteen juniors, and we constantly are trying to get them in. And there'll be awards for them in in small fry and junior class, male and female. Now, John, again, give us the dates of the actual fishing part of the Derby. April 29th through June 4th. Okay. Now, the Derby ends on June 4th, but the award ceremony isn't until June 5th. And tell us about the award ceremony. The award ceremony will be at the Bally High as well. And we'll have the big... Uh, Big outside uh, terrace room deal out there, and uh, it's it's a lot of fun. Uh, we'll have uh, everybody there. Every every fisherman will receive a raffle ticket. And that's we don't sell them down there. It's just a, if you're a fisherman, you get a raffle ticket. Even if you don't catch a fish, you'll probably get your get your, get your value of your entry back in raffle prizes. We have wonderful ra- raffle prizes. So we're looking forward. You guys, uh, come on out. Go on to uh, the, the internationalyelltailderby.com and sign up. Uh, any questions, you can call me at 619-991-5480. Well, now, more importantly, John, if we have a fish that we think we want to uh, uh, get into one of the entries with, how do we let you know what that fish is and what it weighed and everything like that? What's the procedure? The procedure is you have to have it weighed and witnessed, and uh, it should should be a well. A certified scale is any safe scale that has a state stamp on it. But the, the best places, the places that are mostly weighed in, are at the uh, uh, Dana Landing. They have a great scale there. Uh, the and and at uh, um, Marlin Club on Shelter Island Drive, uh, they've got a scale there. Uh, they also have waist slips. They have waist slips online, and uh, you can do that. If you happen to belong to one of the clubs, uh, you can meet me at one of the clubs. You can join at one of the clubs, and I'll give you waist slips. But uh, waist slips are online, uh, or they can use anybody else's waist slip. 
but it has to be certified. You have to have be witnessed uh, by whoever's weighing the fish in. Has to certify that it's there. Then you have to send it to me. If you have any problems, send it to me. Call me. All right. So here we go. You can go to enter. You can go to yellowtailderby.com to enter. You can get an early entry before the end of March. Uh, John will be at Day at the Docks. Uh, will that be a Yellowtail Derby booth, or will you be in the IGFA booth? I'll be next to the IGFA booth, and it's in a booth I share with Arizona um, Arizona Sport Fishing Magazine and the Yellowtail Derby. All right, so you can sign up at Day at the Docks. You can also sign up online. You can sign up at the uh, the kickoff party that's going to be at the Bally High, and that date is? Yes. April 26th. Okay, and then if you don't get your entry in, you still want to get into the Derby, you can get a hold of John. You can enter during the Derby itself, even if you're only going to fish the last day. You can enter on the last day, go out and fish. You just got to make sure that the results of what you catch get to John no later than what, John? Six o'clock on the last day. All right, and then the award ceremony is going to be at the Bally High. It'll be June the 5th. There'll be free prizes for all of the entries. Uh, we'll be giving out the grand prizes. There'll be the scale of ale that the winner will get on. It's going to be all kinds of fun. What a great tradition you've started, John. Thank you, uh, John. Hey, thanks a lot for taking on this task. We look forward to seeing you during the Derby. And I hope I get a weigh-in of fish that gets me in contention this year. I hope you do, too. I'd love it. All right. Hey, stay tuned. There's still more to come. All right, we're still cruising the Fred Hall Show, and uh, we've run across one of my favorite places to go. It's Santee Lakes, and we have one of the uh, lake staff people from Santee Lakes, Austin Darley, with us. Austin, how you doing? Good, good. It's a beautiful day here in San Diego. Weather cleared up for us, and uh, it's a beautiful day here for the show. Well, you know, Austin, Santee Lakes has been going full bore first with the trout, and now I think you're going to start getting ready for catfish and everything. Tell us, first of all, what's been happening at Santee Lakes the past couple of months or so? Right on. Yeah, okay. So uh, we actually just recently embarked on a little uh, construction project on Lake One, so we've had some upgrades to the lakes. But uh, also, fishing season's been uh, in full swing here. Um, trout season's kind of coming to a close here. Uh, we've been had a very productive bite this season. Um, they're kind of starting to slow down now. You're going to have to fish bait a little bit slower. Um, but actually, we're going to start catfish season here soon. March, uh, sorry, April 1st and 2nd is our catfish opener. We're going to do a double stock of catfish on uh, March 31st. Great. And so uh, that's going to be getting going. And then uh, we're actually moving into a pre-spawn pattern for the bass. The males are up on beds. The females are kind of still holding out a little deeper, waiting to come up. And so that's been a really productive bite as well. Okay. Tell us a little bit about the procedure. Uh, I find where Santee Lakes is. I pull up to the... Uh, uh, the gate and what happens after that right absolutely um, so you can either come in uh, with your vehicle or you can walk in so we have several walk-in gates that you can walk in through and then you're going to want to go ahead and stop at the general store or the front gatehouse to get your fishing permit um, if you come in through our driving gate which is located on a uh, finita drive you can go ahead and drive in and then uh, pull into the gatehouse and they'll sell you a fishing permit there and a, and a parking permit as well so you come in, pay your permit, and then you can fish. All right. Uh, how do let's say I want to go catfishing? Uh, how do I find out what the le- is the best lake for catfish, or what's the best lake for bass, or how's the how do you go about doing that? Absolutely. Um, so we actually have a weekly fishing report that we put out, 
So we put out a weekly fishing report, and we'll be telling you what's being uh, what's being stocked, where the fish are biting, what they're biting on. Uh, additionally, we're going to be starting a fishing club here soon. You can go ahead and follow us on Instagram at uh, Santee Lakes Fishing Club. And uh, we're going to be talking about tips and techniques that work and uh, kind of try to build a community of people to kind of get in more t- in tune with the bite at Santee. Well, you know, we all know San Diego is a great place to go for a vacation. A lot of times, uh, us, uh, us that live here in San Diego, we want to go on what we call a staycation. <laughs> we want to stay in San Diego. We don't want to travel very far. And we want to take advantage of all the opportunities Santee, has to off- uh, Santee and San Diego has to offer. Now, you have the opportunity for people to stay at Santee Lakes and have a great time there. Tell us about that. That we do. So uh, we actually have 300 camp camp spots. Um, we have several tent camp spots, but mostly RV RV camping. And uh, some of them are, we have lakefront camping. We have cabins as well. So lots of opportunity to stay for the weekend or stay for a couple weeks and enjoy yourself. And um, actually, we have two camper lakes. So if you're in the fishing community and you do also enjoy camping, um, lakes six and seven are actually reserved for campers to fish. Wow. And so they see a lot less pressure. Um, they still get stocked. And they're, they're a great opportunity for our campers to catch some fish. And not only that, it gives you a little more fishing time, too, because you don't have to necessarily worry about operating hours at the lake. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Now, for people that are staying at the lake, let's say they want to go out, get a bite to eat somewhere, go see a movie. Can they still get in late if they're staying there uh, in the campgrounds? Absolutely. So uh, we do late check-in till 10 p.m. So you can actually come up to the gate and we'll check you in to your campsite up to 10 p.m. And then after that, um, we're going to give you a gate code. So we have gates, uh, where we have our camper gate and then our front gate. And uh, you can get in accessing with a gate code at any time of the day. Now, one of the unique things about also Santee Lakes is that you do not need a California state fishing license to fish there. Tell us about that. Absolutely. So uh, we actually register as a private aquaculture facility every year with the with the state, and that allows us to um, to like you said not not have to have that California state fishing license. And so that kind of opens the door for some people who maybe don't fish a lot, or uh, maybe are just you know wait until the end of the year to renew their fishing license. Um, and get that. So, yeah, it's a great opportunity. You know, uh, uh, people always ask me there at the shop, uh, Santee Lakes, is that just a catch and release lake only or what? What's the story on uh, keeping fish over there? I know what you encourage, but what can people do? Right, absolutely. So we do encourage catch and release, like you said, but um, you can keep trout, catfish, and panfish, but we uh, we do actually require that you release our bass. We try to keep a healthy bass population and uh, part of that is facilitating some catch and release and letting those bass go back into the water. Now, people are going to come along and go, oh, Santee Lakes is a bass lake. I, I don't want to catch a bunch of two- and three-pound fish all the time, but that is not necessarily the case. Tell us the track record at Santee Lakes <laughs> over there when it comes to largemouth bass. Yeah, we actually have uh, we have a lot of trophy-sized bass in our lakes. So we do plant trout, which is a definitely a big benefit. We do get a good big swim bait bite which is also a big bonus. Um, but, yeah, we – and then so that's our bass. Sorry, I didn't specify. We're talking about bass there. Yeah. Um, so we do get a lot of trophy-sized bass. The biggest one, I think, this year so far in the pre-spawn has been a nine-pounder. Nice, um, yeah. So that's a good, good healthy fish. And then uh, we do actually – we're starting to stock more trophy-sized trout. Um, so this year I think we had a 14-pound trout caught. And we, do, we are – Yeah, yeah, big fish. So. Yeah. Well, tell us, though. So. 
You don't allow body contact or boats. So this is a great place for people that don't have boats or that want to bring young kids to fish because it's all shoreline access. Absolutely. We do have a ton of shoreline access. Our park staff works really hard to maintain that for everybody. And uh, it's one of the things that we think makes us unique to San Diego County. Well, also unique is the fact that, let's say, uh, a mom and dad want a day out. Dad wants to go fishing. you got the kids. The kids maybe, uh, you know, won't stay fishing that long. There's still plenty of things to do for, for the kids. Absolutely. Yeah, we have three different play- playgrounds within our day use area. Lots of picnic areas. And uh, we also have a spray pad, so if the kids want to get wet and it's a hot day, there's lots of opportunity for your kids to go and uh, enjoy themselves there. Man, Santee Lake sounds like it has it all for the, a great stay vacation here in San Diego. Tell us how to get a hold of you and how to get to Santee Lakes to take advantage of all this. Absolutely. Okay, so um, you can book online or you can book by calling our phone number. Um, our phone number is... This is going to be embarrassing. 696 3141. Okay. Um, so you can go ahead and call that number during regular hours or you can book online and uh, come visit us at Santee Lakes. Give us that online uh, contact area. Okay, you can go ahead and visit us at www.santeelakes.com. All right, Austin, Santee Lakes sounds like it's superb. It's located in the East County of San Diego. Uh, you don't need a fishing license. Uh, you can stay multiple days if you desire in the campgrounds. You can go in just for the day. You can fish. You can bring the kids. There's playgrounds for the kids to fish. You can picnic. Uh, it's, it's the best of all worlds when it comes to fishing. Yeah, we try. We try to provide the best experience for our customers as possible. All right. Austin, thanks a lot. We look forward Thank to you. seeing you at Santee Lakes here real soon. All righty. All you. right. Hey, we'll be back after this. You can count on El Cajon Ford, as so many Southern Californians have for years. El Cajon Ford has the cars and trucks you can count on, like the all-new Fusion and Escape, Edge, Explorers, and more. And now, Fiestas with 38 MPG and Focus with 40 miles per gallon highway, plus C-Max Energy with up to 42 highway EPA estimates. El Cajon Ford has them now. Shop online at ElCajonFord.com. Choose from hundreds of your favorite F-Series trucks, too. El Cajon Ford knows trucks, no matter what you're hauling or towing, for a great weekend of fishing or for some fun in the desert. Now get special savings on every F-Series truck in stock, 150s, 250s, 350s, at El Cajon Ford. We have commercial trucks, too, including the all-new Transit Connect, finally a commercial van with great mileage, helping your business get moving again. El Cajon Ford, worth the short drive from anywhere in Southern California, Broadway and East Main and El Cajon, or online anytime, anywhere at ElCajonFord.com. Are you looking for a quality fishing experience out of Cabo San Lucas for you, your family, and friends, but are a bit set back with just what company to go with? Rod and Reel Radio urges you to try American and family-owned Land's End Charters. Land's End Charters offer their clients affordable and all-inclusive services on a variety of vessels and trips. Fish with their brand name fishing gear while experiencing the hospitality of a family-run business with over 50 years of experience. Go to LandsEndCharters.com to see all the current vessels and amenities available and call Cabo Greg or Jenny directly at 800-281-5778 when you're ready to get fishing. 
H&M Landing is the most diversified sport fishing company on the West Coast. Serving the angling community since 1935, H&M Landing's name recognition and reputation for customer service is the best in the business. The H&M fleet provides the widest range of trip options and boasts the coast's largest open party fleet. For ocean fishing any time of the year, H&M Landing should be your choice for nearshore and offshore fishing. H&M is San Diego's most experienced sport fishing company, offering the best in half-day, three-quarter day, full, and multi-day trips, and a complete schedule of long-range adventures. Call today, H&M Landing, 619-222-1144, or visit their website at www.hmlanding.com for updated schedules and secure online booking. H&M Landing, the experienced angler's first choice in local and multi-day fishing since 1935. That's H&M Landing at 619-222-1144 or hmlanding.com. Quantum Fishing's got something for everybody. From the smallest angler to the oldest veteran, we can get you out there fishing with the greatest reels on the market today. From the all-new for 2016 Icon PT to the Tour Mag to the brand new redesigned smoke reel we've got something for everyone in your family have some fun take a kid fishing they're the future of our sport quantum we are performance tuned you can get your quantum products at anglersarsenal.com or anglersarsenal mesa at 619-466-8355 Attention Rod and Reel Radio listeners, be sure to check out the Code Group mobile app. You can listen to the Rod and Reel Radio show live, along with show archives, without internet access. The Code Group app has all kinds of cool features for fishermen, including daily Southern California saltwater reports, weather reports, episodes of inside sport fishing, marine traffic, and much more. Get the free Code Group mobile app by texting the word REEL, R-E-E-L, to 90407, or enter the words code group in the App Store on your smartphone. Hey, you know, we're here at the Front Hall Show in Del Mar, and you get to see all kinds of characters that only you see uh, uh, on the Internet or on Facebook, and this guy's here in person. <laughs> From Catalina Offshore Products, fresh off the airplane. He got in last night from Boston. Tommy Gomes. Tommy, how you doing? <laughs> oh, my God. This God is you also great. bring your own fan club. Thank uh, you, Tommy. Fan club of one. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Tommy, uh, we were following you in, in Boston. What was happening there? You know, I was there for the North American Seafood Expo. Everybody who's in the, the game of providing seafood across the board for restaurants and hotels, I mean, every big company was there from bumblebee tuna to our small family owned and operated catalina offshore so and everybody in between everybody who's anybody in the seafood world was there that's for sure it was amazing all right you know you're a big advocate of sustainable seafood locally caught uh you know u.s caught stuff like that give us your impressions of a lot of what you saw over there what what direction is the industry going in well you know good seafood's not cheap and cheap seafood's not good and you know, I urge people to read the label, know your source, trust your source, but most of all, read and find out the country of origin. You know, we have a massive, massive influx of fish coming in from foreign countries that, I mean, in my opinion, it's just total garbage. Uh, the amount of farm-raised tilapia, which has no nutritional value, you know, there's no omega-3s. It's not really something that you need to eat for your health. I mean, it's just something that fills the void in your gut. And these are items that you really don't want to start getting in the habit of eating just because it's cheap. What you want to look for is you want to look for good, solid seafood, you know, in and along the coast. California, Washington, Oregon, we have a vast supply of good, fresh seafood, and that's the stuff that we should be eating along with what you're catching out sport fishing. All right. It's, 
do you think from what you saw in Boston, is the industry going in that way, or is it going into as mass-produced as they can get, cheap as they can get, or what? As cheap as they can get. Sure. It's a hundred, it's billions of dollars a year. I mean, the number one seafood consumed in our country, in the good old USA, is farm-raised shrimp. And that's coming from places like Sri Lanka, Indonesia, Vietnam, and you know, this stuff along with the swai, which is a new influx of the Asian catfish. You know, that, that little conflict we had in the late 60s, early 70s over there. That stuff's all being raised in the Mekong Delta, and it's heavy metals, and it's just not good food. So even if we, uh, you know, we see on the package farm-raised, uh, uh, hydroculture-raised, and that's not necessarily an indication. People might get that nice, warmy, tingling feeling that, hey, I'm eating a sustainable product. Uh, I'm not hurting the environment. Yeah, they might not be, but there could be other uh, things that are happening there. Absolutely, John, and that's a great point. You know, like I said, know your source. Good seafood's not cheap. Cheap seafood's not good. Let me put it to you this way. Let's say for religious or health purposes you don't eat beef, chicken, or pork, okay? But beef, chicken, and pork and chicken blood and chicken feathers are being added into the farmed fish feed, and they're feeding them pellets. That's not right. That's not good. And these are the things that need to be up on the forefront. People need to be aware of what they're actually putting in their body. Because in this country, we no longer produce food. We manufacture it. Wild seafood is the only thing that is still wild today, unless you're a game hunter and you're going out and shooting bird and shooting deer and harvesting your own meat. Everything else is a commodity product. It's produced produced cows, produced pigs, produced chickens, and with that comes cheap feed, which in turn means cheap food. I mean, you know, you want a $10 steak or you want to eat a $30 steak? Most people are going to eat the $10 steak. But the $30 steak is pretty darn good. It's going to be pretty good. Now, you know, we talked about shrimp and tilapia and a a few of the uh, cods and everything like that, but man, out here, everyone likes salmon. And should we look at salmon the same way? I go to one of the big box stores and I say farm raised. I'm going, hey, that's great. I know salmon are in uh, short supply and I want to save the environment, let them spawn and everything like that. Eating farm raised salmon, I, I got to be doing something good for the environment. What are we talking about here? Well, I mean, there's a lot of big giant farms out there and, and they create dead zone and the acidic acid in the water comes up because the food's not being. Uh, ingested completely and it lays on the bottom and it ferments and it rots and it causes dead zones and then you got tube worms and all this weird stuff that's going on aquaculture is here to stay no matter how you slice or dice it but it needs to be done in a manner which is non-destructive to our habitat meaning water quality issues meaning if it's if the fish is too packed in a pen and they're rubbing up against each other and the protective slime's being removed and then the fish get lesions and then we have to pump them up full of antibiotics you know, what good is that? I understand. So with that, again, know your source, read the label, and ask questions. You've got to ask questions about where your food comes from. How about our uh, uh, farm-raised shellfish, uh, things like oysters and mussels and everything like that? I mean, there there is an, an, an inexhaustible supply of these that are wild-grown. How about farm-raised oysters and mussels and everything like that? You know, the oysters and mussels are doing great. It's a great, great farming aquaculture technique. Um, Again, 
up and along the coast from Washington, even down into Baja, California. They're doing mussels down there and clams down there, the Venus clams. And it's very cool. The Kumeya oysters and the Sol Azuls, uh, they're doing it right. And so, again, you know, not every pig farm is doing it right. Not every aquaculture is doing it right. Do your homework. Well, Tommy. Let me, yeah. let, let me just put it to you sure. this way. This is a good analogy. Okay. So let's say you go and you buy a brand new Ford Raptor truck. When you pull into the gas station, you're going to put the highest octane fuel that you can in that, or your brand new Corvette. You're going to put the highest octane fuel in that. You're not going to put the cheap fuel. So quit putting cheap fuel in your body because your body's not going to run good. That's right. And that's the way I look at it. All right. Hey, let's find out now what's happening at Catalina Offshore Products. There was a time I remember I'd go in and say hello to Tommy. I'd go, hey, Tommy, like a nice piece of sea bass. You go, okay, John, go in the refrigerator, bring out the whole fish. You'd, you'd uh, flay it yourself. you throw it on the scale, and I'd go out the door. Uh, yeah. Things have changed a those, little bit. Those over were the good Catalina old days. Offshore, huh? Yeah, those were the good old days. So down at Catalina Offshore, we opened up a seafood educational nutritional center where we have a vast array of wild, sustainably harvested seafood. And I'm there, and we'll talk about it, and we'll show you how to cook it up, and we'll talk about why and where it was caught. And we move you along, and when you come in every week, you know, you, last week you bought a farm salmon, and this week we got a mong chong that just came in, and we change you up and introduce you to all these new and exciting both farmed and wild seafood. So it's been a great, great ride. Well, you know, and that is interesting. One of the things I like when you go into Catalina Offshore Products, you can find species of fish that you never even dreamed about seeing in the uh, the fish department at your uh, local stores or cuts of fish from part of the fish. I, I was seeing uh, a, a whole thing that you just did, and it's probably one of the most widely viewed videos, is the filet mignon of a tuna. I didn't I didn't realize tuna had a filet mignon part. Oh, yeah, you crack open that head, and there's some unbelievable meat in there. It doesn't taste like fish. It tastes just like beef. And it's very, very exciting to start to get that on mainstream restaurants and in their menus. Utilization of the whole fish is what it's all about. That stuff doesn't come out of the ocean in a box. I understand. Now, any big surprises happening at Catalina Offshore in the next couple of months or something that you can share with us? You know, we just came out. uh, Thanks for asking. Because, yeah, (laughs) we just came out with our own brand of uh, packed tuna. It's a smoked yeah. big eye tuna caught by American fishermen offloaded here in San Diego, which at one time was the largest fishing fleet in the world. And we're, we're canning it in the U.S. It's got the stars and stripes on it. Everything about this tuna is here in America, and that's what's exciting. So that'll be smoked and regular flavored, packed in olive oil. So look for that at Catalina Offshore and small specialty grocery stores in and around Southern California. You know what's nice about that tuna? It's it's solid packed, so you get a a can of it. And unlike a can of tuna that you might get in the grocery store where you open up the can, you try to make uh, tuna salad sandwiches, you got to spread that tuna on as thin as you can to get a couple of sandwiches out. You open up a can of Catalina Offshore tuna, and you can make two healthy sandwiches. It's a true six-ounce can. It's a true chunk, one shot. You might get a little another big nugget off to the side, but it's a true six-ounce can. All right. Hey, Tommy, if we want to get a hold of you, find out more about Catalina Offshore, see what the specials are, how's the best way to go about doing this? You know, you can go online at www.catalinaop.com. You can follow us on Facebook. You can find me on Facebook, Tommy the Fishmonger. Of course, I have my own personal page as well. 
Look for us all over the internet. The Sporting Chef Cafe. Uh, all kinds of neat stuff. Of course, Sam the Cooking Guy is a big supporter. Catalina as well. And, of course, Rod and Real Radio, which we greatly appreciate. Thanks a lot, Tommy. Uh, since you were able to take three days off to go to Boston, I can imagine now for the next 50 weeks, six days a week, we'll be able to find you at Catalina Offshore Products. Yeah, yeah I got no life. <laughs> Tommy Gomes, Catalina Offshore Products. Tommy, thanks for being with us and not only supplying us with some of the best seafood on the market, but also educating us on what good things we can put into our body, okay? Thanks, John. Always a pleasure. You guys go get them, go fishing, take a kid and call your mom. All right, we'll be back after these messages. You know, I'm here at the Fred Hall Show and, uh, you know, not only are there a lot of products to buy the manufacturers are here but there's also a lot of organizations that you may be interested in and one of the biggest organizations i think here in san diego that is of service to the fishermen is the san diego anglers and i've got lewis almeida with us from the san diego anglers lewis howdy howdy john thank you for having me on board hey it's great having you over here lewis just give us a little background on the san diego anglers because for as long as I've been involved with saltwater fishing, it looks there's been a San Diego Anglers. Correct. San Diego Anglers has been around since 1990. We just celebrated our 25th anniversary uh, back at the end of 2015. Uh, we're about 400 members now. We started off with about 200 members, but we've continued to expand and and continue to grow. Um, you know, because not only being a, a family uh, fishing club, but we're, we consider ourselves a family fishing club. So we have a lot of juniors in our club. We have about almost 100 kids in our fishing club, as well as the wives and women. Probably about another 100 women in our club. It sure seems to me that uh, besides the fishing club, the San Diego Anglers is something uh, completely different besides fishing. There's a lot more to the club than just fishing. Right. So besides fishing, uh, we have our, our annual camp out at Lake Marina barbecues, picnics, uh, we have a, a big party that we have at one of our club members' house that he hosts every summer, so kind of our summer uh, getaway to thank all our club members for volunteering throughout the year. Uh, the big uh, picnic we have at Deanza Cove, besides the Lake Marina picnic, uh, and that's a weekend adventure at Lake Marina. Uh, plus, we go to La Paz, uh, we got a lot of club members that have uh, uh, places down in San Quentin, so we get... Uh, caravans of members going down there. So yeah, it's just not fishing. It's a it's a family fishing club. One of the biggest saltwater events that's uh, been in San Diego for a long, long time has been the annual Open Bay Bass Tournament. There have been several organizations that have run that, but when it started running a little, uh, you know, awry, or when you know interest in the sponsors uh, kind of died. San Diego Anglers came along and took the bull by the horns and revised that project big time. Yeah, the board, uh, and a big thank you, obviously, for Dwayne Patnad and Mike Cazelli. Those two are, are the ones that are running that uh, Open Bay Bass Tournament and have been doing it for the last 22 years. And it continues to grow and expand. We've expanded now. We have a kayak division that's uh, self-running within. So it's two tournaments in one now. Um, and you even have a fish-off afterwards, which, right. is, which is a new wrinkle. Correct. So the Tournament of Champions, we invite the top 25 uh, finishers in the Open Bay Bass, and they compete in late April in San Diego Bay. Uh, again, only the top three prizes, though, are awarded uh, in that. But that's kind of like the little bragging right. So you got the 25 now fishing for that top prize at $1,500 in April. Now, not only are there good prizes in that tournament, but that also acts as a vehicle for the San Diego Anglers to do a lot of other things. Correct. So 
that originally started out as a big fundraiser uh, for all our programs. So San Diego Anglers does wounded warrior trips, kids fishing clinics. Uh, we help out the Lake Cuyamaca. Uh, twilight fishing trips for the kids. And we've expanded so much that so we actually created the San Diego Anglers Foundation. Okay. So the foundation now takes over all the charitable events of the fishing club. So... Uh, 501c3, that means everybody can get a tax-deductible a tax donation by contributing to that. Uh, but the major focus with that foundation, obviously, is taking kids fishing and taking veterans and wounded military fishing. That is our key focus, is making sure we get those guys and, and kids out in the water. So that's where our focus will be out this year. We just started in January 2017. Um, but that we just continue to expand. So, you know, here's the thing about the San Diego Anglers. It isn't just a group of uh, uh, old, salty fishing guys going out fishing, uh, drinking beer, doing whatever it is. The makeup of the club is far different than that. Yeah, I mean, like I said, we got kids from age 7 uh, all the way to 70. Uh, but big makeup, a wide range. So we got uh, young anglers, uh, you know, Anywhere from, you know, like I said, from the five-year-old to the seventy-year-old. Now especially. you just had an event where you actually recognized a number of the lady anglers that were in the club. Uh, I've got to see which one are we talking about here. I'm trying to figure out which event that was. I, I think it was. Uh, did you have? Uh, I think you had uh, Lori Heath that was uh, recognized, and a few other individuals. But anyway, yeah. you have special recognitions when it comes to. Your year-end events and everything for oh, the yes, uh, that, Lady that, Anglers. That's actually coming up next weekend, April 1st. That okay. is our, that, that'll be where we officially recognize everybody, all the top lady anglers, men anglers, and junior anglers at, at our awards banquet. And that takes uh, place next Saturday. Yeah, so you probably saw names starting to right. uh, run around and who's getting awarded. Well, tell us, if you, know, you don't have a boat or you, know, you like saltwater fishing in San Diego, but you're... You're a little confused on what the opportunities are. It sounds like the San Diego Anglers is a good organization to start with uh, to put you on firm ground. Yes, you don't need a boat to join this club. Uh, probably you don't even a, have to fish well. Like <laughs> No, and that's what's, what's great is because we got people to join because they want to interact with people that fish a lot. Yeah. So we got a lot of people that are just starting out. So, we, you know, we'd probably do 20 charters now. That's what we have planned this summer. 20 wow. charters everywhere from a twilight trip all the way to a 10-day trip in October. So it gives people a chance to come in, learn from all our seminars. You've been, you've been a great speaker talking about all the fishing techniques at our monthly club meeting. So we have all our monthly speakers that come in, as well as all the sponsors and vendors that come out and, and do presentations. Well, what's also good about it is that instead of getting on a boat by yourself because of the fact that, you, you may not have a lot of friends that are involved in that activity. Now, all of a sudden, you join the San Diego Anglers, you get on one of the charters, and you've got 20 or 25 people that you know, you all have the same interest, and you're having yourself a great time because you're all brothers in the same cause. Exactly. And it's so funny, we go on these charters, and half the half the club members are fishing, half are just chit-chatting, telling fish stories. So, you know, it's just not hardcore fishing. We go out there to, yeah, fish, but also to relax and enjoy the day with friends. Yeah, great opportunity for lady anglers, too, because lady angler might want to go out to feel a little apprehensive of getting on a boat by herself. What's safe? What isn't safe? What do I do? What I don't do? You get with the San Diego anglers, so there may be a bunch of women on the boat. Everyone's having a good time, and, uh, you know, the one... Uh, 
the one big goal that everyone has is to catch fish and have a great time. Right, and that's a, that's been a big increase. We've noticed a big increase in lady anglers joining because they're starting to realize, hey, this is you know we have a lot of ladies in that club, and and so you got this group of lady anglers now within the club. So they're doing their own charters as well as on our charters. But they do their own private charters also, the ladies-only charter. So it works out really good for them. All right. Lewis, uh, how do people find out how to join the anglers, what the schedule is, or maybe even come to a meeting to see what you guys are all about? Right. So the easiest way to find out about information, obviously the Internet, our website is www.sandeagleanglers.com. We always meet on the first Wednesday of every month at the Bahia Hotel in Mission Bay. Our doors open at 6 o'clock. Meeting starts at 7 as a guest, you're more than welcome to come to the meeting free of charge. You can come to the first two meetings, see what we're about. If you like us, you join. Sounds like a deal. Makes it, yeah, it makes it really easy. Lewis from San Diego Anglers, thanks a lot for being here. Being here at the show, too, because I know you all guys, you also do a lot of special events here. For us dealers that are here during the show, make it an easier show for us. You guys are always there for the fishermen. Thank you so much, Lewis. Uh, Thank you. We look forward to coming to your next event. All right. Thank you, John. All right. right. Hey, we'll be back after this. Amber Marine has been servicing boats and outboard motors for more than 30 years in the Newport Harbor area. They're a factory-authorized dealer for Tohatsu and Nissan outboards and also provide factory-authorized repair and service for all types of marine outboards. Located near the corner of 17th and Placentia Avenue, Amber Marine is at 786 Newton Way in Costa Mesa. Affordable boating and repair since 1982. 949-646-6918 and on the web at ambermarine.net. Gamakatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel, specially heat-treated to make them light and extra strong but not brittle. The Gamakatsu sharpening process is the most modern in the world and results in a perfectly conical point that is unequaled in sharpness. Gamakatsu offers a huge variety of hooks for all types of fishing, drop shot, extra wide gap, worm hooks, finesse wide gap, and a lot more. Gamakatsu has a hook for whatever style of fishing you want to do. Don't waste your time on a cheap hook. Ask for Gamakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now. H&M Landing is the most diversified sport fishing company on the West Coast. Serving the angling community since 1935, H&M Landing's name recognition and reputation for customer service is the best in the business. The H&M fleet provides the widest range of trip options and boasts the coast's largest open party fleet. For ocean fishing any time of the year, H&M Landing should be your choice for nearshore and offshore fishing. H&M is San Diego's most experienced sport fishing company, offering the best in half-day, three-quarter day, full, and multi-day trips, and a complete schedule of long-range adventures. Call today, HM Landing, 619-222-1144, or visit their website at www.hmlanding.com for updated schedules and secure online booking. H&M Landing, the experienced angler's first choice in local and multi-day fishing since 1935. That's H&M Landing at 619-222-1144 or hmlanding.com. Hey, everybody, this is a message for our listeners from a new Baja Magic Lodge at Cedros Island. Cedros Outdoor Adventures wants to make your dream of fishing Cedros Island a reality. Want to go after giant calicos or yellowtail with the best Cedros Island fishing organization, but you just don't know who to contact? Then give Cedros Outdoor Adventures a call at 619-793-5419, or even better yet, log on to their informative website at cedrosoutdooradventures.com. There you can visit their trip calendar and schedule a trip that's convenient for you. Once again, the phone number is 619-793-5419 or their website of cedrosoutdooradventures.com. 
If the fish are biting, I'm on my boat, rain or shine. Of course, I wear my life jacket. It's like wearing a seatbelt. Clip it on, grab my tackle box, and hit the water. Love California. Boat California. Save California. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. And it's time for Doc Talk, brought to you by H&M Landing. And we're here at the Front Hall Show in Del Mar. Happen to be going by the H&M Landing booth. Saw Captain Chuck Taft from Sea Adventure Sports Fishing. And I looked at him and I said, hey, Chuck, are you going to be running an exploratory trip before uh, day at the docks to see if there's any tuna out there? And he goes, no reason for an exploratory trip. Chuck, what were you, what were you, what were you thinking when you said that? Well, there's plenty of bluefin around at this point and some yellowtail under kelps. So we're just going to go out and catch them and bring them back for Day of the Docks. Hey, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. That sounds like it. So what's happening now? We're looking at the uh, uh, the end of March, the beginning of April. Uh, people don't want to book trips to go out and see if they can get some of these bluefin. Uh, now's the time to start doing it. Yeah, we're going to start uh, running um, first weekend in April. Uh, we're going to be running one-day trips uh, for $205, going out, fishing the bluefin, and fishing the yellowtail. Wow, that is that is exciting. I, You know, it's nice. You know, winter fishing's nice, and we know there was some yellowtail here, rock fishing, but we've talked about it. Are they going to stay around? Are they still going to be here? And it looks like the projections that you made are starting to come true. Not only are they hanging around, but they're still coming pretty close to the coast. Yeah, there's uh, fish in about five different areas that I know where there's fish available at. There's fish up in U.S. waters, fish down in Mexico in a couple, three different spots. And really, nobody has even been out to the 60 where we had all the fish last year in March due to the fact of the weather we've had and stuff. But there's fish on the 302, fish on the 43, fish on the 181. There's fish down, excuse me, uh, outside of Totus Anas. Wow. Now, when you say fish, tuna, are you meaning uh, specifically bluefin, or have there been some yellowfin or other species? Mixed Strictly in there? right now, it's just been bluefin. But two weeks ago, or eight days ago, one of the longline boats came in, was 320 miles southwest of San Diego, and just happened to catch a six and a half, seven pound albacore. <laughs> so, you know, in. And they travel 35 miles a day, so those fish could be. <laughs> Here in a week. <laughs> yeah. So, and tell me what's happening with the food supply out there. Uh, we're getting reports that there's red crab all the way south of Collinet up to Oregon. Is that still true? I don't know how far up to the north it is, but I know I'm running whales every day down at H&M Landing on the Legend right now, and we see chovy, red crab, sardines. Uh, we're running out to the Nine Mile Bank right now to where we're uh, looking at the whales because they're on their northern migration. And it's just spot after spot after spot of chovy, anywhere from two inches up to five inch sardines, uh, all different sizes, red crabs being picked. I mean, all the signs are here, all the feeds here. And with all the rain and the runoff and the nutrients that we've had, there's plenty of feed for the bait situation here. So, Really, we are looking at as good a situation as you could ever, ever ask for. Now, you know, we know the red crab have been here and the fish have been feeding on the red crab, but what's the importance of also finding the anchovy and the sardine that are here that maybe haven't been here for the past couple of years? Well, it just goes to show you that the currents and the tides and stuff are different. 
with all the rain and everything we have, there's different nutrients that are in the water right now that's holding this stuff here for it to feed on and stuff. The last years that we had this kind of rain and stuff, we caught albacore. I'm not ruling albacore out by no way, <laughs> shape, or form this year. Well, Chuck, I remember uh, we went out on an early trip with you, and uh, I, I didn't know where we were supposed to go. We were supposed to go down the coast for Yellowtail, and you go, guys, the reports down there the green are not yeah, particularly good, but I think I know where we might be able to catch some uh, bluefin in American waters. Would you guys like to try and do it? And we went out there early, and darn, Chuck, if you weren't right. but We got bluefin and albacore. We, yeah, but... I remember that one trip. We trolled and trolled and trolled and trolled. We didn't wind up getting our first fish to almost 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. And we wound up, I think, with a total that day of about 19 bluefin on the boat. And those fish ranged anywhere from 25 to 60 pounds. Those were all nice, great fish. Those were great fish. In fact, I remember you coming up to the rail. Uh, we were on, uh, I think it was just uh, an overnight uh, trip, and you come up and he said, uh, Cassidy? He goes, uh, it's 7.30 right now. Uh, uh, those people that told their wives that we're going to be by in, in by 8 o'clock, we're not going to make it. No, it's, we didn't make it, but we had a hell of a day. It, it just proves to show that you guys will go to that extra length to try and catch fish. We do whatever it takes to catch a fish. We try to do whatever we can to make our people happy. Okay. Tell us about the boats that are in the Sea Adventure fleet right now, uh, the variety of fishing that you can get on each boat. And how to go about getting on one of your boats, Chuck? Well, uh, we have the Jig Strike, which is a, one of the nicest uh, small charter boats. It sleeps 16 people. It's got 16 double bunks, and we have it set up. It's strictly a charter boat, one- to two-day stuff. We have the Sea Adventure 2 that sleeps up to 40 people. Then we run limited load with 28 people most of the time on one-day trips and a few day-and-a-halves. And the legend does all the two days, two and a half days, and stuff like that, open party trips. So we have a little niche for everybody. Well, not only that, the boats are great because of the amount of time and actually your experience from all the years that you've been been fishing, the experience that you learned from your dad are now in those boats, and they're probably about as up-to-date as any boat in the fleet. And I'm sure you're always looking at new stuff to do to the boats to even make them more productive. If there's something that's going to make the boat better or something that's going to help us catch more fish, we're definitely going to upgrade it and do whatever we have to do. Now, I know you had a tremendous show over in uh, Long Beach. We've been telling fishermen, don't wait until uh, the fish are biting. Get in now, start to you know, get your charter going, make your reservation, get your plans going now, because if you wait until the last minute, you might be left on the dock. Well, I know for a fact that uh, we've got probably 50% of our stuff filled. My brother's got more than that filled on the Top Gun. That The boats are really booked up very, very well, and we're really happy with the response and everything with the people But like you said, there's going to be a lot of people standing back wishing they would have booked earlier because most of the prime dates are gone. When you talk about what's happening right now, we're talking about the end of March. Compared to the end of March in 2016, 2017, where are we in the cycle right now when it comes to kind of predicting what's going to be happening, where the fish are going to go? Are we looking better? Are we looking worse? Are we looking about the same or what? Well... I would say we're probably looking better than we were last year. 
And to say that, I'm going by just strictly the feed and all the stuff that we see in the bait around and stuff right now in comparison. We have way more different sardine, more chovy around and stuff like that than we had last year. So I think it holds very, very well for us for this season. Okay, so you're going to start going out after those tuna the 1st of April. How can people get aboard on that trip, find out if there's room available, and book up to go with you on the Sea Adventure Sports Fishing? All they have to do is go to HM Landing's website, and we will be leaving on Friday night at 9 o'clock next Friday, a week from this Friday, starting our first offshore trip. Oh, man, that's exciting, Chuck. I know you can hardly wait to get on out there and start fishing again. Oh, I'm going to be fishing. I'm going to pass Pat over to do the whale watching. <laughs> All right. Chuck Chuck Daff from Sea Adventure Sports Fishing out of H&M Landing. Chuck, thanks a lot for being with us for your reports, and please allow us to check in with you from time to time to see how the season's progressing because uh, everyone's going to wanting to know the most current information. And I've got to tell you, Good, bad, or indifferent. If we want to find out what's happening, we go to Chuck Taff at Sea Adventure Sports Fishing. I'm going to tell you one way or the other, whether it's good or bad. There won't be any punches thrown. All right. And, Chuck, thanks a lot for always being a friend of H- uh, uh, not only of H&M Landing, but also of Rod and Reel Radio. Uh, appreciate what you've done to help us grow. Anytime. You know uh, that. All right. Hey, we'll be back with you with more from the Fred Hall Show after this. Chris Randall from Chief Sports Fishing. And Captain Chris, tell us about what's happening on the Chief now that the tuna season is upon us. It's here, and it's time to go on the Chief. For those who are not familiar with the vessel, she's an 85 by 24 deluxe sport fisher that offers a wide variety of open party trips, ranging from one to five days in length. We're also available for private group charters. The Chief's onboard anemones include a fully remodeled galley with comfortable seating for 25, twin flat screen TVs with hundreds of movies, Two roomy indoor heads with fresh hot water showers, stateroom and open berthing areas, an impressively large deck area, 200 scoop bait capacity. We have twin six ton spray brine fish holds to keep your catch fresh, and our professional courteous crew will go the extra mile to make your trip a memorable one. To view our schedule, log on to HM Landing at www.hmlanding.com or feel free to give them a call at 619 222 1144. You can also follow us on Facebook and at our webpage at chiefsportfishing.com. Every serious angler knows that a quality hook is an important part of their arsenal. Gamakatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel, specially heat-treated to make them light and extra strong, but not brittle. Gamakatsu ring hooks are made with a one-piece ring, no welds, no weak spots, a very smooth-moving ring. Gamakatsu offers a huge variety of hooks for all types of fishing. Live bait hooks, both light and heavy-duty, to four extra strong. Circle hooks, tuna hooks, ringed hooks, tuna doubles, and many more. Don't waste your next fishing trip on a cheap hook. Get Gamakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now. Hey, bass fishermen, who do you call for your bass boat insurance? Well, if you're not calling me at 1-800-BASS-BOAT for your boat insurance, you're probably paying too much and may not have the coverage that you need. In 1974, I developed the bass boat program that is what all the pros use today. The reason? No depreciation or any partial claim for your hull, 
your big motor, your trolling motor, or your electronics until your boat's 10 years old. That's right. You only pay $250 to get your boat on the water for any partial claim, and we still pay a stated value replacement cost for your boat if you have a total loss. We're the only people in the industry that does that, and that's why we are the choice of the pros. So if you want the best, forget the rest. Just call 1-800-BASSBOAT. Call 1-800-227-7262 or just spell BASSBOAT. 1-800-BASSBOAT. I know there's too many letters, but the T is free and the call's on me. That's 1-800-BASSBOAT, the choice of the pros for BASSBOAT insurance. For more information, log on to 1-800-BASSBOAT.com. We're here at the Fred Hall Show again, you know, and it's great. One of the things we do here is we run into old friends whether or not they're fishing buddies, if they're people in the industry, and even friends that we've known from products. And I've got to tell you, one of the oldest friends to Ron Real Radio that we know, they've been with us since the beginning, are the folks from Seeker Rods. And I have Rick and Ed with us from Seeker Rods. And how are you guys doing today? Doing great. Thanks. Doing good, John. Thanks. Hey, you know, you know, we all know Seeker Rods. It seemed like the, the face of Seeker Rods with Joe Fister passed away, but... Seeker Rods has gone through a little bit of a transformation. Uh, I don't know if you want to call it a rebirth or a rebranding. Who wants to start off and tell us about what's happening with Seeker Rods now? Well, we, uh, we, we took control of the company about a year ago, closed the, uh, the, the newer facility in Oxnard as well as the older one in Long Beach and put everybody back under one roof in Orange. We've got about 9,000 square feet. Uh, still have a few original employees from the 80s. And uh, it's a it's a it's a better deal for everybody. The, they're not shuttling components and rods up and down the 405 all day. Having everybody under one roof has, has worked out real well. All right. Uh, what what do you think the the biggest change that you see in Seeker rods today is? Some of the components that we're using are a little a little different, a lot of different as far as we're concerned. Uh, a lot of the materials that we're using, the addition of Brad Loomis coming in and rolling all of our blanks for us has really opened our eyes. Seekers done think, has done things for a long time that kind of just kind of worked for everybody, but it wasn't state-of-the-art by any means. Nowadays, everything that we do is pretty much on the edge of everything that is cutting edge, and Brad Loomis is a huge factor in that transition. You know, Stan and I talked about this uh, last week uh, about the introduction of the Loomis name into the Seeker brand. Obviously, we've known Gary Loomis for a long time. Also, we've known Brad, too. Uh, tell us, what is the Loomis name, Brad Lewis in particular? What's he doing for Seeker Rods that you think wasn't there before? Well, he's helped us kind of re- refine some of the patterns, eliminate a little bit of waste, and uh, helped us develop the, the newest line we have, the Tactic Series, uh, helped us find new materials that maybe he was aware of before we would have been, and we're using it in uh, five new rods that we just introduced this year. Right, so, you know, you know, it seems like there's been this exodus out of the United States to have something made that's a little bit cheaper and almost as good and everything like that, but with you bringing the Loomis's back on, to make the blanks for Seeker, you've done an about face, and you're, you're you're bucking that tide, and you're coming back with a product that's all made here for the most part. Absolutely, I mean, there's nothing that'll ever go overseas. Seeker is is an American brand that'll that'll stand the test of time, and we're never going to change that. Uh, one of the things about Brad, especially, is Brad wears the American flag on his back in a big way. When he was 12 years old, he wasn't playing with Tonka toys and he wasn't playing video games. That man was rolling blanks. 
So when you talk about the American tradition and rolling fishing rods for a living, this guy's been doing it since he was a child. And I, I would gleefully honor the ability to find someone that could do what he would do and bring him in the house. But when there's a problem with, with a, a manufacturer that makes a rolling table, for instance, they don't call some guy. They call Brad Loomis. Right. Well, let's talk a little bit about the products themselves. You know, are you still doing fresh water as well as salt water, or is Seeker going maybe more heavily back into the salt water market? Uh, we, we still do have a couple of freshwater lines, and the, the blanks we have are some of the bl- best blanks you're going to find. Uh, we're going to give the trout, salmon, steelhead line a facelift at, at the end of this trade show. That's kind of one of our goals for next quarter is to make that stuff more marketable and uh, bring it up to date, so to speak. It, it, it looks a little dated. The, the action of the blanks is terrific, but we're going to make some changes to the line. Okay, and on the saltwater side, Seeker is always been stamped as being the premium rod to use not only on the day and a half the two three day trips but the long range trips when it when it goes out to, when you go out and get those big fish are they venturing away from that or is this going to be their home oh there's that's the home right there i mean seeker is the standard for offshore for long range fishing and it always will be i think that's not necessarily our primary focus but based on what we've done and the way we've always done it, we can't help but make that best rod out there. If you're going to go long range, I mean, there's a couple brands out there that I would recommend. But if you really want to spend a little bit of money and you want to make sure you keep that fish and put them on the deck, there's a seeker there for you. I promise you, you won't be disappointed. And the, the, the S-Class that we use in the, in the heavy right. super seeker blanks and the OSP rail rod series... That's something that nobody else is using on heavy rods like this. I think you might find it on some real light stuff from some of the freshwater guys because you don't need a lot of material, but it's about three times the price of the e-glass that our competitors are using. And when you need a lot of power on a big fish, that difference is real noticeable. Now, are you still keeping those rods the same color-coded? Because it used to be that they were the, a distinctive color. The Super Seeker is, is maroon. It's going to stay maroon. And... Uh, they're right behind you there. Yeah. <laughs> I think one of the things about the Super Seeker also is the weight of that thing. I mean, sure, the backbone is there, and it is a lot stronger just because of the S-Glass, but it's also a lot lighter. The guys want to walk around the deck for six or seven days on a long-range trip. They don't want to have to lug a tree around. I mean, that's, that's the beauty of the S-Glass. Just give us briefly a rundown of the different series of saltwater Seeker rods that we can choose from. Uh, starting with the classic series, which is the old school all glass blanks. Uh, from from there, we go to black steel, which is an e glass graphite composite. Uh, that would be kind of comparable to uh, the rest of the industry's top of the line. And then there's a super seeker, which is the S glass composite. Okay, you could also make an argument for the SSR line introduced last year as well, which is an e glass composite. And uh, we have a couple st- sticks in that quiver that'll meet those 40 to 80 pound needs as well. Now, you had come out at one time with uh, the Hercules series. Is that something we can still depend on? Oh, absolutely. Her- yeah. yeah, that's an S class rod as well. And what's the advantage of using a Hercules rod? When would you use that? You know, they're, uh, they're, they're real popular outside of Southern California. It's a, it's a slower action. Guys on the West Coast seem to like that fast taper. But the Hawaii, Florida, and those other markets, uh, that's, I, that, that, that is where we sell most of the Hercules. All right. Uh, run down a little bit about, for those people that are still interested in Seeker, from the freshwater side. What, uh, what products are you offering there? The Inshore Pro series, a little bit of freshwater quiver in there, and also some of the Blue Lightning. We do have, also we have um, 
some of our trout and salmon stuff that we think is real, real yeah. good stuff. We've got a trout salmon steelhead line, and it's going to get a big facelift uh, next quarter here. Actually, we'll start that next month. That's one of the reasons we, we went up to Portland for a week, sat down with a lot of the uh, local builders up there to kind of get an idea of how we want to kit these things. But the uh, freshwater line is going to look a lot different three, four months down the road. What I've always liked about the Seeker Rods is obviously a dealer cannot handle every type of rod that a manufacturer makes, but all they have to do is give you a call or get in contact with the customer, find out what the customer is looking for. If the dealer doesn't have it in stock, you guys get on it and you get it to that dealer so that the customer can be satisfied. Absolutely. Uh, just pick up that phone, give us a shout, and more than happy. If we don't have it sitting back there in a the warehouse, we will get right on it. It's as easy as picking up the phone, calling Brad, telling them we need more. All right. And if people want to familiarize themselves with the secret product, maybe uh, they, uh, they haven't been fishing for a little while or they strayed away from using Seeker, where can they go to find out about Seeker rods and maybe a particular action or a rod that will meet their need? Well, most of the local, ta- t- local tackle shops in Southern California carry a pretty good line, Fisherman's Landing, Melton, Longfin, uh, and, the, and the door's always Hogan's. open in, uh, yeah, Hogan's down in Dana. Uh, but the, the factory's in Orange. The city of Orange, we're two miles from the stadium, and uh, guys come in and pull on blanks to get a good idea of, of what we have all the time, and we welcome it. All right, and uh, no problem getting rods down here to San Diego if you need them to a local deal. You're Deliver right them down. ourselves. We'll drive them right down. Not so, a problem. You know, no reason not to have a secret rod with you the next time you go out fishing. Mm, unless you uh, don't like to catch fish. <laughs> right. <laughs> At the very least, pull on it when you decide you need a new rod. Give one of these a pull. You know? Just keep in mind that it's, they're all American-made, and let's try to keep it that way. I know. I know. Uh, Stan Vandenberg, uh, my co-host, he speaks highly of Seeker. We've known Seeker for a long time. Uh, Seeker has been with Rod and Reel Radio ever since we started 16 years ago. Always happy to be associated with you guys. Always made the best product on the market, and it seems like you're con- continuing that tradition. Absolutely. It's all, it's all we want to do. All right. Thank you very much, guys. Uh, we look forward to keeping up with what you're doing, what new products are coming on out. And especially, I just passed Chuck uh, Taft over at H&M Landing, and he goes, the tuna are here. So They're I know you're, here they are. You're, home. you're looking forward to seeing those. We're, we're building the big rods for them. All right. Hey, Rick and Ed from Seeker Rods, uh, they're here at the Fred Hall Show, but stop by your local dealer, find a Seeker product, or... If you want to go online to find out the products you have, where can they go? www.seekerrods.com. All right, guys. Thanks a lot for being with us. Thanks have a great us. show. And thanks, we look John. forward to fe- uh, fishing with Seeker Rods here in the future. Yeah, thanks, thanks, guys. Thanks very thanks, much. John. Well, everyone, that's it for this Sunday night on Raw and Real Radio. Thanks a lot, everybody, for listening. If you missed any of the show, just go to rawandrealradio.com. Hit the archive page, and you can listen to any of our past shows. Hey, It was great having you with us tonight. Stan, Wendy, and I, we will be back next Sunday night, live starting at 5.05 p.m. here on AM540 or at ronrealradio.com. Remember, also, April the 9th, Day at the Docks down here in San Diego. A great time to see how the sports fishing industry performs and what they do. Come on over, look at the boats, look at all the vendors there. It'll be a great time to come with the family and have a fantastic Sunday. It's all free. So, everyone, 
Until next Sunday night, I want to thank Jorge and the AM540 Studios. I want to thank Ben Harvey for taking all this raw information I put together at the Fred Hall Shows, putting it into a short format. But always, in memory of Big Tuna Bill and Eddie McCune that gave us this legacy, which is Rod Real Radio. Thank you very much, guys. It's a pleasure being with you, Stan and Wendy. And I. we look forward to being with you again next Sunday night. So until then, go out there. Get on the water. They're getting away. It's going to be a great week of fishing. We'll see you again. Good night, everyone. See you on the water. We're out for now. We gone fishing instead of just a wishing. Oh, yeah.